We want to say shout out to our sponsors, Washman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, and Operation Decisive Victory. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in the science and data. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup. I, of course, be your host, Biggin. And how about you? Behind the, the, the magic make things happen thing is our producer, Brian. Hey, guys. And, of course, from across the way is the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, 2020's Motorcycle Salesman of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! Man, it's good to be back. It's been a few weeks. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in on Facebook Live. And if you're not on Facebook Live, you should be. But uh, the podcast, you can check us out we uh usually do our weekly dump on mm-hmm. mondays and uh either way you can find us on facebook at facebook.com southern fry philosophy you can find us on our website at southern also pretty much anywhere you stream your podcast just go there hit the old magnifying glass search southern fry philosophy um you can find us there just subscribe give us a review give us a rating um we have been officially doing this for what four years now? A little over four. A little years? over four now. We've we've crossed the four year barrier. I don't even know how many episodes we have now, but one fifty five. So, what what started off as a idea over coffee has uh, become an idea over <laughs> adult drinks on a random night of the week. So anyway, uh, appreciate there you guys go. tuning in. Also, Twitter's Instagram, SFP Radio. You can also uh, check out our Patreon link at patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. Hopefully, we'll get our SFP insiders um, back up and going here soon. Right, right. Why you, fa- you got that face for? Yeah, I, I feel totally guilty that we haven't been doing that. That's uh, all right. I think there's some forgiveness and grace in 2020. I think that's the uh, the, the motto besides duck and weave and wear a mask. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling producer Brian before the show, there's no more live PD. So this is really probably the next greatest train wreck you can watch on TV. So, I mean, <laughs> there's that. Well, I, I, I'll, I invite anyone to come down to 1017 Old West Innis Street in Salisbury at my shop. We'll park up a, we'll pull out a lawn chair. I have adult beverages of uh, various takes in uh, the shop. We'll grab a cigar. We have a Watchman cigar up up in the front, also uh, another brand, and we'll we'll sit back and just watch the neighborhood. It's uh, probably it's live PD and live action. So <laughs> why don't we why don't we do that more often? We need to actually do that. Let's do it. That would be fantastic. I, I think I think uh, I think you guys would quite enjoy it. Absolutely, I believe. Yeah, I'd be scared, but no, <laughs> no, everyone's harmless. Yeah. But it's good. It's good fun. It's good action. So, um, yeah, you guys need to come check it out. Absolutely. Uh, we want to say shout out to our listeners 
from Egypt. All of a sudden, they popped on the scene. What's up, Egypt folk? How you doing? If I say let my people go, is that offensive, you think? In, in 2020, say, everything's yeah. offensive. Let so, yeah, I mean, probably so. Are they in denial? But <laughs> That's great. Um, well, guys, thank you again for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's been a minute, so it may take a second for us to get our bearings, so bear with us. But I do know one thing, uh, that since we've started 155 episodes ago, We've always kicked off the show with this one and only question. How you be darn? So, Producer Brian, it's been a minute. How you be darn? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I've taken two vacations in the last three <laughs> weeks. Uh, so, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. I forgot how to produce a podcast. <laughs> right. So, that's a little stressful. You, le- you left me to, to uh, edit uh, an episode, and it, it went straight to Hades, like I talked about <laughs> on the last episode. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did, did a little mountain trip and then a short little beach trip for my anniversary. Um, just you know, hunkered down. We didn't. We weren't in, out in places very much. But uh, a boy, beach is a pretty safe place. I feel like. Sure. Is it because I, I see pictures where some beaches are like flooded, and some beaches are pretty open? Well, where I went was kind of a private beach ish, so it's Fancy. less. It was, it's a private beach next to like a very residential area where you have to have like, there's a security gate to get down the street kind of thing. Um, so, um, it was Litchfield beach and near Powell's Island, South Carolina, but the area I was in wasn't like there wasn't anybody close by. Then you could nice. see, if you look down the beach though, you'd see like the public area and there'd be oh. a little, uh, and ingested. that's where it gets sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scariest part for me was the elevator. So, you know, I was on the seventh floor. I wasn't taking the stairs. And it was just you and the wife, right? Yeah. You didn't have the kids. Yeah, the kids were uh, grandmas for two weeks. So, that so was you a- got to watch what you wanted to watch, eat what you wanted to eat. No worries. Yeah, so Carbapalooza yeah, was, was going on. So I was eating all the junk food. I gained 15 pounds. Um, yeah, it was, we've been actually been binging the Americans. From FX. Good show. Yeah, we're on season five, so we're doing, we're doing some good work there. Yeah. Mojo, I feel yeah. like I haven't seen you in forever. How you been doing? I think it has been forever. Um, yeah, I just straight up work nonstop. <laughs> That's pretty much my life, which my hobbies and my work are all wrapped up in one. But I think the motto for this year is just, Another week without Corona, so that's uh, halfway through the year. I, I think we're, you know, tracking pretty good. So I'm um, just trying to uh, sidestep the hype and stay healthy. That's it. Do you remember, like, back in February when we were yucking it up, saying like, "This is the stupidest thing anybody's ever heard of. It's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything." Boy, were we! I was thinking that about one. that. I, st- I, I, st- I st- I still believe it's probably one of the stupidest things that we've we've encountered. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just okay. saying that that it is. I have my own opinions on it, and I think that it's. I think we've kind of jumped the shark with it. Well, we, we're going to talk about COVID in in the next segment, but um, any anything else that's been going on? Things going well? Yeah, I think. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm healthy. Yeah, I'm. I'm 
on the podcast tonight, which every day is a good day. So um, I have no complaints, man. I mean, every day you wake up is a good day. So I so sure. At any point since July third, did you happen to get Disney Plus and watch Hamilton? Well, I don't pay for cable. I oh, just illegally right. stream. I illegally, illegally did you illegally stream Hamilton yet? No, because I work too much. Okay. So yeah, I um, I I will see it sometime in the. But I've also got a whole list that I'm still tracking back from like 1992. I like Lion, Lion King. King. Other yeah, so. Sure. Uh, Hamilton will probably rank below Lion King and a few others. Okay. So eventually I'll get to it. Eventually you'll get there. Did Bruce yeah, Brian, did you watch it? I, we talked about watching it. Um, yeah. First we said, you know, like Independence Day, we were going to watch it. And then I was like, well, maybe like our anniversary was the mm-hmm. following week. And I was, was going to make the joke that I took my wife to the beach to see Hamilton, which uh, meant we went and watched it on the television in the hotel room. Right. It didn't actually happen. We were too hooked on the show we were watching so we're going to finish okay. binging we have you know 20 more episodes to watch of the americans then we'll watch hamilton all right yeah that's like I said, i've seen it live already so i'm not in a yeah. huge hurry so. sure yeah no we uh it came out july 3rd my wife uh made me buy disney plus uh july 2nd and we were at my adopted mom's uh house and uh, it came on, and she was just. We waited till about the afternoon. There was there was a side party that was going on that there was people there that we didn't really want to be um, uh, mingling with. Not not that there was any problem with them. It was just uh, they were having a, a separate party downstairs in the basement. It gave us some time to say let's watch Hamilton, uh, and and <laughs> but the people uh, uh, that were there didn't quite understand how in invested we are in Hamilton. So it was like, oh, like we're zoned in and uh we were we just didn't want to be like disturbed and, and small batch was there and she was looking up and dancing to the songs and, and whatnot. But um I mean my wife and and I are both obsessed with it. And so that was quite funny um to uh to try to you know pay attention but then still have other things around so we we got through most of it and then we say said well we're just going to finish the rest of it when we get home so we did and so that was good um and then we went to my grandma's house uh which i love her to death she t- she turned 91 so grandma hit 91 um i tell you the the pictures that came out of there that the hamburgers the uh, biscuit and gravy the chocolate gravy so good. It was, it was good. So I wish I, she brought some home for you guys. We were, we were planning on having a chocolate gravy party at the house. Everybody was dialed in and then the wife started not feeling well. So we had to pull the parachute on that and that didn't happen, but the gravy's still there. It's still good. So, but your wife also tested negative. She did, you know, be on the safe side. I mean, well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we're just being on the safe side. Um, so anyway, so we got home from vacation, uh, not feeling the greatest, uh, and then slowly getting over it. And now my sister-in-law and her husband are on their way up with her two kids. So we've got a fun filled, uh, weekend ahead of us as well. And then after that, we're going on vacation. So, I mean, it's just nonstop. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and 
eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Producer Brian, you've got a note on here about uh, headliners. Yeah, so the uh, Southern Fried Headlines podcast is um, unfortunately going to be on an indefinite hold probably until COVID is dealt with, mostly because of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but um, I'm, I'm going to end up homeschooling my kids here pretty soon. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a busy math. guy, and, and that's the time that that requires to do the Headlines podcast right now. is just not realistic. Wow. When everyone gets out of my house, um, I'll probably bring them back. But until then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to focus my efforts on, on this show. So. <laughs> sure. No, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up of what we're, what to expect uh, for the for the remaining of the show, we have got a bracket. Everybody loves when we do brackets. This one's called Starch Madness. So we're going to go through a list of different starchy foods and pick which one that we like the best, argue about it, and then uh, we'll bracket them out until we get a winner. Um, producer, this Bri- is what we this is what we have devolved to since we have no sports. Absolutely. Yeah, just. Random brackets. No sports, random brackets. Love it. Uh, Producer Brian has some wacky news. Uh, Hot topics. We're going to talk about the North Carolina going back to school plan. And we're going to be talking about Unsolved Mysteries, Episode 1. So if you have not yet um, watched uh, Unsolved Mysteries, Episode 1, you can wait until there, stop it, and then come back and hear our our thoughts. I have a pretty extensive list of the description of the episode. So we will go over that and then we'll put on our sleuthing hats and then try to figure out who we think did the crime. So, um, as we continue through the show, we have the next thing we're going to talk about is COVID Mojo. Let's hear your thoughts on COVID. Look at those eyes get big. Hey buddy. Oh man. Also, this is where we add the disclaimer. The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. <laughs> uh, once again, I believe, uh, obviously, Corona is real. I mean, I've known people uh, that have gotten it. I know more people that haven't, not, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I was looking at, looking at uh, June's statistics here. Um, we've had a 42% spike. In overdoses, we've had a 21% increase in suicides this year alone. Um, I think the the pain that we're going through with Corona right now and the shutdown of the economy um, is obviously affecting everyone's mental status, mental health. So I think the the repercussions of the shutdown are probably far outweigh the um, the virus itself. Now, I, I, you know, you, you'll have mixed emotions or mixed opinions from healthcare workers. Like I, I know healthcare workers in certain areas who are not seeing um, this huge toll on the hospital system. And then obviously other areas like New York City, Chicago, um, Metro Atlanta, place like that where, you know, they, they're uh, approaching 100% capacity or 80, like 90% capacity at ICU. Um, so, We've taken this one size fits all approach to the whole nation 
with with this lockdown. I think I think the I think in five ten years we'll 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 look back and think that this one size fits all approach was a disaster. Um, I think some states do it well, other states don't. You know, um, yeah, I mean we probably I mean I, I, we probably need to dissect this a little bit more, mm. and we can we can kind of go into. It. But I think I, I think that. Um, a lot of people like myself who have saved every penny they had, they could for several years to open up their dream business and employ other people and to make these dreams happen, spent all their life savings to open a business and then turn and then have a, a, a city, a governor basically force it shut down because it is not as deemed non-essential or doesn't open in a certain category of phase. Um, these are the guys who are really truly losing, um, and there's there's no comeback for it. I mean, there there's an independent survey came out by the restaurant um, uh, restaurant news um, and small business association uh, last week that by the end of 2020, 85 percent of independent restaurants will not be open in 2021. They're permanently closed. Wait, how many? Shut. 85% of independent restaurants are wow. predicted to close by the end of 2020 if the lockdown continues as, as it seems to be progressing. That's your mom and pop shops, the generational restaurants that have been there for years, you know, that, that passed down the restaurant to uh, their sons, daughters, grandkids. Yeah. These, are, these are the places that are going to be affected. Um, because they're deemed non-essential, as for, or not non-essential, but now under these certain phases in certain states. Like, for example, North Carolina, we're still in phase two until 2028 or whatever it is, um, that you can only have limited capacity, you can only, have, you can only serve this, you got to close at this time, you got to wear um, hazmat suits and Jedi outfits and whatever. Um, it, it's really, it's harming these businesses. And, you know, I... I more than welcome to send the hate mail to me direct on Facebook Messenger or email. But, you know, we just want to be able to provide for our families. It's not like we're trying to go out there and kill grandma, as some people have stated, you know, um, you know because we're out there, you know, trying to spread the Rona. Yeah. But these, these, these are the cold hard facts. These are people that are now going to be on taxpayer, taxpayer dollars trying to get subsidies to help make up for, um, their losses. And also we, we have, you know, repercussions down the road where commercial mortgages could fail from restaurants going vacant. I mean, there's, there's just a whole uh, a bit of dominoes and w- I think we're missing that based on the opinion of um, people that just have no business sense and yeah. no compassion for those people who open those businesses where they like to shop at. Yeah, I think, I mean, every every day there's a new report coming out that contradicts the, the report that came out the day before. So Fauci says one thing, Trump says something else. Every politician says some the thing that counteracts whatever the, the party line is. Um, every doctor will tell you something different. Um, I just, here's the thing that I just don't understand. And maybe one, here I, I'm, I feel very confident. I'm not going to say positive. I feel very confident that Corona was here way before that it, everybody said, oh, we only have one case in Washington. Um, I know of people that were really sick in February 
before all this stuff hit the fan with all the, the hardcore K, uh, symptoms that brought in COVID. <clears throat> so it had to have been here way before. I think that there's people that know a whole lot more than they're giving us credit for or releasing to the media or what have you. So the, the messages are inconsistent at best. Um, and the thing that I don't understand is, is and, and I get this with the flu, but if you have the flu, like, you know, like, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be achy. I'm going to have a fever. I know, um, like, I'm just overall going to feel exhausted. Like, I feel drained. You know, there's symptoms that are consistent with the flu. There's symptoms that are consistent with a cold. But this thing, it's all over the map. Like, people have tested positive for COVID that never had a fever. But that's the one thing that we're saying, well, everybody's getting checked with their with their temperatures because, you know, you may have a fever. But I know people that have tested it that never had a fever. It just felt like it, you know, like they had a cold um, and not even a, like a, a major cold. It, the symptoms are just all over the map. One guy uh, I know had a um, uh, lost their their sense of smell and taste. Like, where did that come from? Like, the symptoms are not consistent. I just don't get it. Like the the numbers don't add up. The symptoms don't add up. Uh, Brian, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, I just don't know why everything is just, there's no clear guideline on things. Uh, I don't know. To me, it just seems like the doctors have been to have, or the medical researchers or whoever haven't been able to nail down and study this thing. It was like, it is so, unconventional or weird. Uh, I agree that it was probably here sooner. Uh, and I think a lot of us didn't react to it or didn't take it seriously soon enough, maybe. And that maybe could have mitigated, mitigated some of this stuff. Um, if we had been taking it seriously in March as a country or February, even the, the top possibility, yeah, well, of, I, you know, expand, expand on that a little bit. Cause well, just yeah, you know, well, you hear things in in hindsight. You know, you hear you hear data. You always you always find you know was it twenty twenty? Get the saying anyway. <laughs> you always see better after you have all the data. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Nailed it. Wordsmith. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, we find out now about things that may have been happening in February, like March, January, February. Did the White House know what was happening? You know how serious it could have been, and did did us as a country or as the you know administration of the White House just say or America will just deal with it, it will be fine, or could there something been done differently? Um, some of the countries have had stricter enforcement of lockdowns and things, and they've been less scathed by it. You know that's the kind of information. It's like New Zealand, you know. Was finding people for doing things that would potentially spread the virus, you know, things like that. Could that have helped if more of us were more serious about trying to prevent it for a shorter amount of time and maybe knock it out? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm not a researcher, but those are just my thoughts there. I think, um, you know, Roy, Roy Cooper, the dictator of North Carolina now, because it seems that he doesn't have to have any legal reason during the Constitution of North Carolina to be able to do anything. He just makes a de- declaration and it happens. Um, 
quotes, we're going to follow the science and data. So, you know, we have this mandate to wear masks in public now. So in theory, if masks work, according to the science and data, wouldn't the logical reason be to open up the economy again? Or if... No, it, I'm, he's, stating sci- yeah. he's stating science and data, masks work. Well, I'm going to argue... Wouldn't we... I'll argue yeah. with the fact that you call it data and I say data. I'm just saying, potato, potato. No, 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 no. See, well, data is a Star Trek. It's a completely Trek. different thing. So, so he's not looking at yeah. data. He's looking at Star Trek. <laughs> um, that, would explain, that would explain the whole thing. I'll take everything back. <laughs> There's your solution. He's a traveler. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but and, and to follow that logic, then if there's a shelf life of this thing of two weeks, then if everybody's wearing masks, it should be done in two weeks, right? We would well, think. we're on we're on day what seven hundred eighty three of the fifteen day flatten the curve. So I, I don't I don't know. But, but everyone's it, not theory, wearing if, masks. It, and it's vacation season. I took a trip. I took two trips. That is true. You know, people are going out and and they're leaving their bubble intentionally. And they're not. I'm not saying people are trying to spread stuff, but we're all going. I'm safe enough, but I'm still going to do what I want to do and wear a mask. And maybe some of the entertainment type things. I know that's not good for the economy either to not take a trip. <laughs> Doesn't help the South Carolina tourism, you know, tourism yeah. folks. Um, but we're still treating it like, you know, I, even me, you know, I, I feel like I've taken this pretty seriously for the most part, just from a distancing standpoint. Um, I went and stayed in a hotel and I went and got takeout and did those things. I tried to be careful, but, you know, my wife, Resanitize the entire room as soon as we walked in the door. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but, and, I, and I don't think that's a horrible thing. But, I don't, I don't trust the, the hotel workers. To sure, do that. and maybe you live in a county where you haven't had a lot of stuff. And I've heard this a little bit from like mountain counties, maybe, where we're we're kind of unscathed a little bit. And then people like me go, "I'm gonna go to the mountains because there's nobody up there that has that." And maybe I'm carrying something with me, you know. And I'm dry, giving it to them now, or whatever. You know, that's that's how stuff spreads. Is where we're still moving around a lot. So, so what would be the, but, go ahead. But if masks work, I mean, th- it would negate the arguments. If ma- They don't work as well as condoms, probably. You know. I mean, that's a 1% <laughs> failure rate. All right, so what's you, the failure but, rate? What of, saying, it's, masks <laughs> work so better than nothing. If we wrap ourselves in condoms, yeah. we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when, well, that probably be very effective. It'll probably also increase our death rate a little bit. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, you know, we have a, first off the mask, we have a very loose definition of mask. Absolutely. We have people literally wearing crocheted granny's 1973 toilet lid covers as a face mask. I mean, I, I, I you know, argue what you want, surgical mask, micron, blah, blah, blah. But I'm pretty sure a damn crocheted mask ain't going to stop nothing. Sure. And we got people out there that to get by, but if masks work, then we the economy should be open because if everyone's mad, it's, it's kind of like the vaccine theory with herd immunity and vaccines. If you have X amount of population vaccinated, then you don't spread communicable diseases that are preventable by vaccines. So max, masks are that vaccine allegedly. So we should be able to open up the economy due to that. Um, stats, stats have been, I mean, look, did you see the recent announcement from Florida uh, this past week where they're actually having to read 
examine their COVID positive tests because you know mm-hmm. Florida was Florida was uh, hitting the you know they, they were hitting record numbers every day this past week, um, scary numbers. You know, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand positive cases. Now they're having to review the science and data from Florida right now because um, you know when you have ten, twelve, fifteen collection sites of testing test, you know, showing a hundred percent positive rate. I don't care who you are. Oh, man, right. I said. I sat behind the Indian kid in high school, and I didn't get 100% that. on all my tests. What's that? I don't think you can say that. Kid? Dot or feather? Yeah. What's the... Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm using opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, yeah, it, you can't have 100%, uh, Florida. Come on. Like, even if, if I got the results and it was 100% positive, I'd say, wait a minute, hold on. Something's not right. And I but think also that... Yeah, and I, but that that makes me question. Like for example, the you know, I, yeah, my 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 business is in Rowan County in North Carolina here, and right now we currently have ten people, ten whole people, in the hospital in the whole hospital system in Rowan County that are hospitalized due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of those actually came in for other underlying situations? For example, they needed a, a valve replacement. They needed a hip surgery. They needed an emergency um, sure. gallbladder removal, and all of a sudden they test positive for COVID. Are they now classified as a COVID case? I mean, these are questions I have that um, no one knows. And my point is, with the science and data, as our governor, Roy Cooper, who hopefully loses in November, I, I, I'm tired of this character, this clown. We're shutting down a large portion of our state's economy, and of course nationwide with these other clown governors, due to the, these stats that they're seeing. I mean, I probably wouldn't walk out of my house if I based my life off stats, like the stat that I can get killed in an automobile accident, or the percentage that I can get hit by, uh, you know, falling skyrock or whatever. I mean, you know, these are percentages that you know we we take every day. But we're shutting down whole segments of the economy, and now we're re, you know which we're about to get into with the school system. We're we're re we're reshaping our, the the future of this generation that we have in school right now, the millennials and the next generation coming behind them. Yeah, and that's scary. That 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 I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. Right now, for my kids, I'm more scared for my kids right now. And their future yeah. based off of, of 2020 and 2021 school year. I mean, we'll be debating this, I think, till we're, we're going to be the old guys, the old codgers, you know, at the farmer's market with the with the table set up. Going, hey, remember when we had COVID? That screwed the economy up forever. I want to be the old fart curmudgeon. I want to be the old fart curmudgeon that just, you know, that sits and criticizes everybody. And that's my one goal in life. And if I can make it that long, I think I've To be honest, well I think life. you're kind of already there, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I'm working on it. You're, working. you're getting very good at it. Uh, I, I think that, I, again, the, the COVID, this is the other thing that blows my mind. Numbers have gone up. like, But we knew cases were going to go up because testing has gone up. You know, and then we all freak out that COVID numbers are up. Well, there's more testing coming up. So there's that. If you look at the death rate, it's still 0.04. Uh, 
um, which is was still a very small population. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't trust the numbers. The other thing too is if you're trying to push out a, a test, a, a COVID test, and you're trying to do it as fast as you possibly can, do you not think that you're probably not going to get them all right? Like you're just trying to mass produce something that's you're just trying to get on the shelves just to calm everybody's nerves. I don't know if they've really got it nailed down like they like it. So I just don't. Yeah. Cause there's been like some false negative percentages too on that stuff. Right. Absolutely. Like you don't know if you test positive or negative, you, just, you don't know if you still don't know if you had it or not. You just know you were right. sick. Yeah. Well, I was, I, was, I was talking to the, you know, our, our show friend, the resident uh, plumber, Kurt, uh, before I walked in the house and, you know, he had a, he has, family that all went to the beach and nine of them and six out of nine tested positive for COVID. And then like a day later, a couple of them didn't. I mean, yeah. how do you, how do you have a, a positive and a negative, you know, in that short of a time span? Um, yeah, just, I, as far as the testing thing, obviously I think that was just probably government contracts being fulfilled and rushed to rush to market. And, um, you know, going back, you know, like we're talking, you're talking about a few minutes ago, as far as going back, like we can do the replay. I'm not a scientist, not a mathematician. I barely can speak English, but I'm pretty sure that we know we have, we probably have some semblance of how viral transmission happens. You know, they recognize this as a virus at first, and we probably have a good catalog of how viral transmission happens, air, touch, saliva, blah, blah, blah. We probably have a good handle on it, and we probably know proper protocols for this. Um, so, we, we, you know, when we talk about the White House or, the, you know, the CDC or WHO or whatever, we have to have a decent grasp on how viral transmission happens, how, how viral load happens. Um, you know, we, we talked about certain countries shutting down. I mean, you know, we, we had several countries that shut down, like severe lockdown, Spain, Italy. These are the countries that happened. But we also had countries that didn't lock Sweden. Ha- actually, ha- most of the Scandinavian countries didn't, and they've already reached full herd immunity. What they did differently was they locked down their precious, you know, elderly, immune-compromised um, kids. They, they say, actually, kids didn't even stop. Kids went to school. School never stopped. You know, the, but they lock down the people that are the most vulnerable, the the elderly, the ones that are immunocompromised, and they continue life as normal. And they've already reached, like I said, they've already reached the herd immunity threshold and are continuing life as, as steady as can be. I mean, their economy is not in the tanks. And here we are. We're doing a hybridization of um, creeping socialism, communism into our economy based off of mass hysteria and we're we're as americans we're damn good at that we are very yeah. good at taking a little a little bit of truth and shaping the whole culture for the next generation we're, we're good at that I, mean, Absolutely. I can give i can give numerous examples on that and i, I think covid you know when eric holder said it and this has probably been a quote that's been over quoted a hundred times by conspiracy theorists and right wingers but when eric holder uh, for a former attorney general of President Barack Obama said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Man, 
COVID is COVID's the Apple stock of the eighties. I mean, sure. it is, I mean, imagine the amount of data collection. Just look at, if you look at just data, yeah. look at the data no, that's collection. True. If you look at, we're getting to reshape the currency. There's possibilities of us all going digital because we can't even have a, we can't even mint coins right now. Yeah. We're, the amount of sh- reshaping is astronomical with Corona. I mean, they, they are, they, I mean, I, I, people higher above the, not our pay grades or, taking notice i think they can seize an opportunity to for things that they may have had plans 20 years down the road they can implement them now yeah um school's one of them (laughs) so i i just my my thing is i know how hard i work i know how hard other independent entrepreneurs work um and to see people's livelihoods get uh when, when you have a governor like Dick Tater Cooper um, picking winners and choosers and saying that, Hey, you know, you can go buy your pansies and soil and, and a uh, charcoal grill at Lowe's, but Hey, uh, mama pop shop, you know, you probably want to not have embroidery or you, you may not want to be able to open your restaurant to seat, you know, people to actually pay your bills. That's when I get it just something ain't right. Something don't smell right. So yeah, it, this whole thing just doesn't pass the sniff test. At the end of the day, um, do I think that it's real? Absolutely. Do I think that people die because of it or complications to it? Absolutely. I'm not that, you know, naive to think that it's somebody made it up and it's not even real. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, uh, as you said, they're not letting this crisis go to waste, and people are shaping the future because of this and, and whatever, um, uh, whatever can happen because of us being scared is likely to happen. And like those that that are in power can, you know, and I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as, as Americans, here we are, we only thing we can be consumed with now, like, I can remember actually being a little bit concerned about global politics. You know, right now, all I can be concerned about is North Carolina yeah. and the U.S. Yeah. And three weeks ago, it was like, is, is the city going to burn around me? You know, I mean, things change, Things have changed so drastically, but yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we, have no, we have no global perspective. It, I'd be interested to getting Yael, um, who has his own podcast now, and he's in, what, Austria. I, mean, I just saw him vacationing in in another part of Europe right now. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be interested to have him on to get his perspective of what's happening across in Europe right now. Yeah, um, and to see how their their take on what's happening, you know, yep. especially the school upcoming school year and things like that. Absolutely, Peter Brian. Any other lasting thoughts on COVID? Nope. To be continued. To be continued. COVID's an asshole. <laughs> I, I just want to say that. That's my last. I don't think thought. we're allowed to say that either. Uh, have you thought about COVID? how how COVID feels about that when you call him that? It's very insensitive. The 1812 Barbecue Story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 Barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you 
fall off the bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812-BARBECUE, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. I think, Producer Ryan, I'm going to throw a a slight curveball on here. I think what I I was thinking about is what if we do um, one side of the bracket and then go to a wacky news and then go to another side of the bracket? I see what you're doing there. Okay. What do you feel about what do you feel about that? That's fine. We could do that. We could maybe break it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's make this uh let's kick this trash can over and see what happens. All right. So uh as I said at the beginning, we're gonna do a starch madness since we don't have any sports going on. We decided we're gonna do a bracket, uh like the the NCAA Final Four bracket, but uh we're doing only starchy foods. Why not? So we've got this broken down into different categories. We've got um, from the East Division, we've got appetizers and sides. Um, from the West Division, entrees. What are the other two? Bra- the other two desserts and snacks. <clears throat> desserts and snacks, but they're like different. What are the different regions in a oh, normal? Well, bracket. There's it, usually like a north, south, east, and west, right? Or is there a east? Yeah, well, or there's we'll a. Just, I don't know. We'll just say from the dessert region. Yeah, there's a dessert region region. and there's a snack region. Yep. So we're we'll go off. Let's start off with appetizers. You you could say from the like the the deep fryer region or something like that, maybe or the (laughs) pantry region. (laughs) That sounds good. All right, so we'll start off with appetizers and sides. We have uh, 16 teams playing in this division. Uh, The number one seed of this is French fries. Uh, And that's going up against Potato Latkes. Potato Latkes. Thoughts? Um, I'm going to go uh, surprise seed. I think I'm going to go with the potato. Which one? The Potato Latkes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) And we're off to a win. Oh, the potato lockies. I like them. They're like the little uh, potato cakes, right? They're like a bow round, right? All right, we're going to have to go to Mojo. Like Mojo, what are they? No, like, like, I like a potato lockie. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah they, they have onion. They're like a fried hash brown cake. Okay. I'm not a yeah, French fry I guy. I could care less about French fries. So. I'd say fries. Okay. Potato lockie for the win. Wow, our first upset. I, I'm done. <laughs> you're you're already done. You like French fries that much? Uh, cornbread. Are, are you? Go ahead. I'm American. 
So, uh, but that's French. I'm just kidding. I'm there, just there's kidding. some there's some Come other on. stuff that's not yes. American on here. I'm pretty sure. Too. Freedom fries. They're freedom fries. Freedom yeah. fries. Remember the big push for freedom fries after 9/11? Oh Lord, y'all, we've lost our ever loving minds. Uh, cornbread over garlic knots. Cornbread. Cornbread. I'm gonna go with cornbread as, as well. As long as it's not too sweet. Yeah. Oh, not the Jiffy Mix. Who puts who puts sugar? I just got, I gotta Jiffy. say it. I gotta be. Very clear here, guys. That's the same people out there locking. That's a, that's the same people out there licking shopping cart handles during the. I corona, right? the bag. That's, that's it was just a produce bag, man. It wasn't the shopping cart handle. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you guys watch? They had a Chris Farley special on TV the other night. Did you guys watch that at all? I illegally streamed well, TV. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't yeah, know what yeah, that means. Watch it on TV, but that sounds yeah. amazing. But it was they talked. They had like his three brothers, which I didn't know he had three. Um. And they talked about his life, but I didn't realize like how OCD he was. Like before he would go on stage, he would go like next to the doorway and have to hit the doorway left, right, left and lick both sides of it before he'd go on stage. How interesting is that? I thought it was drugs that killed him, man. Well, it was drugs that killed him, but um, <laughs> it doesn't anyway. sound like it, it was COVID-19. <laughs> right. COVID, he probably started COVID-10 or something, you know. There it is. This is a tough one, guys. This is a four seed nachos. Up against Hush Puppies. Hush Puppies. There's so many things you could do with nachos. That's where I'm like, oh, man. I like Hush Puppies. I like good Hush Puppies, too. Is is the Hush Puppies going to have onions in them? But you got to get a little little tub of country crock with them, too, though. You know, they'll, yeah, like. The butter. We can't define the hush puppy because we didn't define the fry because you have waffle fries. That is you true. Shoestring fries. You have true. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go then with nachos. I'm going to agree with nachos. Ooh. Chicken nachos, beef nachos, cheat. No, it's just the tortilla chips. It's just oh. the starch aspect. Oh, it's not the, the, well, the that chips, is true. That's another, okay. No, no, no. Tortilla chips is a different category. That's a different item in the snack mm. category. But there well, are nacho on. chips. Fries. I, Fries, you could argue for chili cheese fries. Uh, there's too much protein on those, probably. All right, then I'm switching to hush puppies. If that's the case, if it's only it, the starch, it's nacho. No, no, it's not. This is there's there's a there's a tortilla chip. Is a different food on here, in the bottom, the number two seed in the snack category. Ugh, this the one, nachos well, has cheese on it. So thank. Yep. You. Let's let's define because this is coming from the appetizers and sides category yes. because there are. There's crab rangoon that's in, in, in this category. There's egg rolls, so you have to take the whole thing with it, not just not just the starch. Yeah. So I'm changing it back to nachos. Something my allergies are killing me in my eye. Um all right, so nachos, onion rings versus epinatas. Empanadas. Epinatas. Empanadas. I'll go with epinatas. Is that what you're doing, producer Brian? Uh, sorry, I was looking at the, the the live chat there for a second. Um, what onion rings? Is that what I said? Empanadas are awesome though. Man, I like onion rings. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with empanadas. What did Mojo I, say? I think it doesn't matter because yeah. it's. Did you both say empanadas? Yeah, we did. Okay, I can agree. I'm fine with that. That's man. I mean. All right, uh, dumplings going against sliders. So I'm assuming dumplings is like Chinese style dumpling, like the. The little pork, the little fried. pork ones, you know. Okay. Uh, I think there's too much you could do with a regular slider. I love a slider, man. I do love. I love, a slider. I love tiny food. 
it makes me feel like a giant. That's but no, it's just too broad. You can have Krispy Kreme cheeseburger sliders. There you go. That's all you need to know. Buffalo, buffalo chicken sliders. I'm going dumplings on this one. So Ooh. I, I could vote. eat those dumplings every day, twelve times Dumpl- a day. I'm a weakness. I have a weakness. Uh, to dumplings. You're going okay. So dumplings for the I'll win. Just give me a shot of that. I'm saying. Actually, oh. I'm a, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The argument uh, that we had before the show: table bread versus crab rangoon. When I think of table bread, I think of the stuff coming out of like um, um, Outback, you know, where they take the oh, bread, yeah. they just put the, That's the bread stuff. out there versus crab rangoon. When I, when, I, when I think of table bread, I think of like stale-ass stuff. You got to drizzle the oil and the spices. Oh, like yeah, it. I like that, too. There's that. There's the like macaroni or whatever. Yeah, buddy. Ooh. But I could eat I, I, crab ring like a good crab rangoon. I could take down some crab rangoon one that actually has crab in it and not just cream cheese. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the crab rangoon because you're really just using the the cream cheese. You're using the wonton to scoop wonton to scoop up the cream cheese and the sauce. So yeah, and you're right. It has a sauce with it, which is delicious. All right, so crab rangoon, we can we can call that the win. This one is a tough one, guys. Potato skins versus egg rolls. Hands down, egg rolls. Okay. Yeah, I, I ain't saying I, I can potato skin. You know what? Too, you know what would be like really 19. good is this thing. I've heard of this thing called a redneck egg roll. It's a myth, yeah, boy. It. I've heard about it. Never had one for four plus years. Well, I made some, mm-hmm. but y'all couldn't come over during Corona <laughs> lockdown. So I mean, I it's it's, it it's right next to the chocolate gravy from Grandma. Exactly. Oh my gosh! All right, quesadillas over aranchi. Man, I said it earlier, right? Arancini. Arancini. Remind us what that was again. Uh, Arancini or Aranciata, whatever. It's uh, basically a uh, risotto rice that has, they, they stuff it with like mozzarella cheese and then they deep fry it. So, I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. They usually serve like a marinara. It, it, it depends. Ooh. I've seen it served with basil pesto. I think I like that over a quesadilla. To me, a quesadilla is just a, Cheap taco. I like a good quesadilla, but well, the other thing is way more interesting. I'll give you yeah. that. But talk, but talk about Mexican food. It's all the same thing. The number three is the same as the number ten. They true. just wrap it in different it's ways. Different I mean, chicken or beef. Yeah. That's the yeah. <laughs> chicken or beef. Yeah. See, they're flat, square, fried, rolled. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think I think just for uh, time wise, producer Brian, we. We may just do a wacky news and then and then start moving forward. Whatever what do you, you want to do, I don't. We, we well, can, maybe do the second. Maybe do the second half bracket next week. We can keep it rolling. I mean, we can. The wacky news was not okay. Amazing All this right. week, so we. So can, we're gonna we're gonna power through the Starch yeah. Madness. This is more right. interesting to me. Okay, as a, you're right. All right, let's skip that keyword. and keep going. All right, here we go. The entree. The entree category. Is anybody saying anything on the on the chat that we uh, need to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rodney is chiming in on everything here for the most part. I'm, yeah, sure. Uh, he was I'm French fries, cornbread. He he was a big. He, he's the reason why French fry was a one seed, probably. Uh, hush puppies, onion rings, dumplings. So basically everything. The Crab rangoon, egg rolls. So some of this was right. You went quesadillas. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Rodney. Like French fries. That's a travesty. Come on. I think in my head, I'm thinking French fries are 
like those limp steak fries that I just don't like. But that's just me. I I don't picture that. All right, <laughs> All right the entree uh, category. We've got pizza versus pub subs. A pizza? What's a, pe- what's a pub? Is that just like a, that a public sub specifically? <laughs> no, this one of those like you're going to Seven Eleven at three o'clock in the morning and you're hungover and you rip open the sandwich. It's like turkey cheese. Yeah, we got a small we got triangle a container. Speaking there's, of there's no yeah, health issues, man. Uh, fried rice over chicken parm. Chicken parm. Uh, oh, sorry, I need to be politically correct. Fried rice. Um. Mm, that's a tough one. Especially I think I'm gonna go chicken parm. Yum yum sauce you can get. Like, yeah. Yeah. Grilled cheese over calzones. Calzone. It's pizza again. <laughs> but yeah, but think all the stuffings though. Yeah, I had listen. My wife made a grilled cheese the other day with the the horseradish cheese, the boar's head horseradish cheese, and I can't get that that out of my mind. So I'm gonna have to go with grilled cheese. Yeah, but you can make a calzone with horseradish. You probably could, cheese too. But so I'm yeah. still I'm still tasting. Just that think grilled cheese. cheese you can use as bread for other sandwiches. <laughs> Like put you can make between, a, like a calzone a, out of a, like a hamburger cheese. between two grilled cheese sandwiches. Come on, that's true. So we go on grilled cheese, producer Brian. That's my vote, grilled cheese. All right, actually, I'm gonna. I think we should ask what Rodney. Rodney, <laughs> let's see, Rodney. 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 What do you think? Grill, Rodney says grilled cheese. All right, so it's grilled. It's uh, grilled cheese. Uh, Mac and cheese over boneless wings. Boneless wings. Can I get the wings in my mac and cheese, like a buffalo wing? This is like the this I'm telling you, this is like the 1989 Applebee's menu. <laughs> uh, I think I'm uh, a wings over mac and cheese personally. I'm gonna go boneless wings. Yep. I'm not excited about this one. Pot pie over lasagna. Ooh, something about a pot pie when you. Yeah, I feel like I it's harder to find a good pot pie. That is absolutely correct. I used to be dialed in to uh, Marie Callender's, and then I got one that wasn't good, and I haven't had one do, since. Do you know who made... You know who, sorry. Go ahead, Mojo. Go ahead. No, I want to hear yours first. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, I guess, you know who used to have a good pot pie? Who's that? Applebee's. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say KFC. I love Boston there. Market. Okay. Yeah. Boston Market. Boston Market. Yeah, Boston yeah. Market. They also had good cream spinach, too. So. Yes. Uh, fried chicken over corn dogs. Oh, fried chicken. Bruce Brian? I mean, I like a good corn dog, but fried chicken is the right, it's the right, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Right Our name is do. called Southern Fried. It's the right thing. Um, talk, this is, this, Mojo, you're going to love this. <laughs> Tacos over burritos. Same thing. Uh, crunchy. Right. I mean, you know, corn, you can't, you, you get really a corn. It's the flour. It's the tortillas. Tortillas. I, I go, I go, t- I go tacos because I couldn't imagine how many Korean Beef brisket kimchi taco okay. versus a, ki- a beef brisket kimchi burrito. As I tell you, tacos. To me, it goes back to the the small food. Like you can order three tacos and and feel pretty good about yourself. If you order three burritos and eat them, that's there's a, bad a restaurant. Thing. Is is Chaco Taco included? That is true. Uh, there's no restaurant called Burritos for Life, but there is one for called mm. Tacos for Life. So Tacos is going to take the win for that. 
This one maybe we should open, maybe we should open up a chain called Taco Filet <laughs> <laughs> or burritos for for life. Um, spaghetti over tuna noodle. Ooh. <laughs> Considering I was dirt poor growing up and he ate a lot of tuna casserole, I'm going to go with the other one. So. <laughs> I actually really like tuna noodle casserole, like a real a good one. Not him, not tuna helper, not that one. Yeah, like the homemade version with a little bit of hot sauce in there, but um. Yeah. Again, I don't care about spaghetti though. I, I, I'm gonna go with tuna noodle. I'm gonna lose, but give me that tuna yeah, noodle. Yeah, I'm gonna casserole. go with spaghetti just because I don't like the tuna noodle. All right, going to the snacks division. Um, potato chips over pizza rolls. Ooh, God, uh, it's not even it's fair not because you got to think from the stoner point of view, pizza rolls would win all day long. What temperature are the pizza rolls? They're cold. They're are still they fresh nuke, out of the nuke, microwave nuke, or oven. Nuke, nuclear. Like, hot. Are you going to taste anything else the rest of the day? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's there's potato chips that I just those sour cream and and uh, ch- cheddar and sour cream. Those bad boys. I could eat a family bag just by myself. I used to eat a family bag of pizza rolls by myself. Really? That was a meal oh, I, yeah. when I was growing like at high school. Like that was in the fridge. That's what I would eat. Like a forty-eight or sixty count of those. And like, give me a bottle of from ranch a, dressing, and I'm dipping those and eat. That's all I wow. eat. Wow. Yeah, man. From a merely uh, stock investment portfolio standard, if we legalize marijuana in all 50, I'm I'm putting money on Totino's. Absolutely. Rolls, so. <laughs> um, I'm going to go potato chips. Am I getting overruled with pizza rolls? Uh, my vote's pizza rolls. What did Mojo say? I, I say pizza right. rolls. What's Rodney, What's Rodney say? say? Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls it is. Oven baked. There you go. Uh, air fryer. Um, if I'm going to do, new, I'm going to not lava hot though. Here's a weird one, guys. It's Twinkies over Cheetos. 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 Uh, Cheetos. Yeah, I got go Cheetos. But Twinkie. I mean, yeah, those jalapeno Cheetos. Go, yeah, but then you got to go puffs versus the regular. So I say Cheetos because I'll go Cheetos. Twink- I mean, Twinkies are good in an apocalypse or Corona apocalypse, but yeah, I, I go Cheetos. And every time I get a Twinkie, I get disappointed. Like I'm, I'm looking <laughs> so forward to it, and I haven't like this sucks. Yeah. Um, cookie dough over saltines. Cookie? Well, do I have the flu? Do I have the Corona? Then saltines. Non-Corona right now. Oh. I'd still want cookie, cookie dough. dough, probably. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goldfish over Ritz crackers. Ritz. Ritz is more versatile here. Yeah, there's nothing like a slice of sharp cheddar on a Come on, cream cheese on one Ritz cracker. Yep. I've never cream that. cheese and pepper jelly. Good stuff, man. That's fa- that's too it's fancy. It's awesome. That's fancy. With uh, put a little bacon on top of that too. Oh, by the way. Oh. Okay. There you go. You're, you're, you're welcome. Um, ramen noodles over a snack mix. Like checks or something like that? Yeah, like checks. I mean, I like ramen a lot. I haven't had ramen in years because I, I ate it seven times sure. a day in, in my brief stint in college. Still good. But I have to do ramen because just the, vers- the well, versatility of toppings. And, and ramen sure. can turn into snack mix. You just break them up and then put the powder in there, yeah. and you got your own snack. That's done. <laughs> there you go. Bagels over popcorn. Bagels. 
I'm going to go bagels. I guess, I guess I'll go popcorn. I mean, I like a bagel. Yeah. Um, Doritos over pretzels. Doritos. And uh, tortilla chips. Oh, sorry. Sorry, no, I was t- I was talking to Rodney. <laughs> yeah. Tortilla chips over combo. Doritos win. Doritos won. Okay, that's okay. Very good. Combos. Combos. Over what? Please. Combos over tortilla chips. Oh, combos. What I'd flavor? Like me some that, combos. That that bacon. This is their own combo? their own draft. It could be its own draft. Combos flavor. Oh, maybe that's next. All right, this is the dessert category, the one that I love the most. <clears throat> oh, by the way, never never eat a comp bacon cheddar combo after brushing your teeth with mint toothpaste. Just from experience, I got you. Yeah, mm. I know. Just I heard mm. it. Okay. <laughs> Apple pie over rice pudding. <laughs> this is a one versus sixteen yeah. seed, by the way. Come on, I do like rice pudding though. I do. About I mean apple pie because apple pie yeah. whipped cream America whipped right? cream ice cream French fries and apple yeah. pie. Yeah, we we were canceled. <laughs> we were cancel cultured French fries because they had a sexual allegation <laughs> ten years ago. So cheesecake over donuts. Mm, man, Ooh. man, I'm gonna go donuts because because I th- when I think of donuts I think of Shipley and Krispy Kreme. So. I gotta go donuts. Producer Brian, here's the thing: like I'm a plain, like I like a really good New York plain cheesecake. Like that's one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, I don't care for like all the flavored cheesecakes, but I love every donut of all shapes and sizes. So donuts for me. Um, Mojo, have you been to the OMG Donuts? Over there by the mall? I have not, I've but I've had donuts from there. I've been there. That's good stuff. Um, I love number uh, this next one. Ice cream sandwich versus peanut butter anything. <laughs> anything peanut butter. Well, we do have peanut butter bourbon or peanut butter whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I got to go peanut butter anything. I'm an ice cream sandwich. I could eat a whole box of those right now. Any day of the yeah, week. That's true. Like, they're, yeah, they're but better. What if you had a peanut butter ice cream sandwich. What? Sure, but does that? Well, I, I'm I'm literally ice cream sandwich is one of my favorite things in the world. So yeah. I'll be the tiebreaker. Peanut butter, anything. Choc- oh wait, did you see this? What? Chocolate cake. Oh, more donuts. Oh, I think oh. I think the, the donuts again. I think that is supposed to be sugar cookies. Why do you think I did that? see an edit on the website. So sugar cookies oh. versus chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. I'm going chocolate cake. Uh, cupcakes versus Rice Krispie treats. Homemade. Either way. Or what was the choice? You know, rice, Rice Krispie, what? and cupcakes. Oh, cupcakes. By the way, just to be clear, Rodney agreed on the ice cream sandwich. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not well, Rob, Robbie's no longer invited Rodney. to this. Well, I told him we cared anymore. about his opinion, and he it just didn't count. <laughs> we, we just we, we just we discounted that. Now. <laughs> he is uh, canceled like Nick Cannon. Um, so cupcakes <laughs> over Rice Krispie treats. Really? That yeah. happened. Okay. I feel like Rice Krispie treats cupcakes can are way more versatile. Have you had? Uh, Tim, uh, uh, Laura Zimmerman's cupcakes. Those things are phenomenal. 
I've had a lot of Some cupcakes. Goes- I don't know if you've noticed a theme here, but I like those really like simple flavors like that. I love sugar cookies, like ice cream, like this real like yeah, vanilla, like pure, not over the top stuff. So. Well, I mean, if we ever if we ever legalize weed in North Carolina, I'll show you how to make a rice krispie treat bong. <laughs> well, there's that birthday cake over tiramisu. Oh, tiramisu. Producer Brian. Tiramisu all day. Tiramisu. Yes. All right, got you on that. Brownies versus Oreos. Uh, Oreos. Have you seen the new hack on Oreos? No. I have not tried it yet because I'm on my keto diet, but you actually take a straw, you know, cap your finger with milk, and then blow it into the middle of the Oreo and it swells up. Sounds messy. Mm. So I'll let Rodney choose this one because I, I got to bow out, <laughs> uh, you know, because. I'm, I, I got to recuse myself on this. Uh, my vote I is tried the new Oreo. My vote is going to be brownies. Oh wow! Regardless. Rodney's is brownies. Mine's Oreos. So I love Oreos. Right. So just a quick little thing. My wife made me a peanut butter pie for my birthday. Mm, I saw it. By the the way. crust was peanut butter Oreos. Mm. I crushed yeah, up. But could it have been better with brownie crust? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing would have made this pie better than it was. <laughs> Did she scoop all the middles out first? No, it's, no it was like the, no, it was like the peanut butter in the chocolate. It was all like, instead of using butter, I guess. Well, I think the butter was involved too. But so this is one thing else. Uh, this is one extra thing we missed during Corona's getting invited to places parties. to eat this stuff. Oh. Yeah. All right. The last one on the list is chocolate chip cookies versus churros. Churros. Churros for me. Nothing better than a warm chocolate chip cookie out of the oven. Uh, Unless due it's a warm churro out of the fryer. Joanna Gaines's <laughs> uh, recipe book. I'm going to go with chocolate chip cookies on this one. You've I, seen? Have you seen the viral video of Taco Bell churros, mini churros? No. They're taking basically uh, um, spiral pasta and they drop it in the fryer. That's the churro. <laughs> So, the sentence twist, or they call it. There we go. All right, do we want to keep going, or where where do we want to do, guys? Coming up to about an hour, a little over an hour. Yeah, we've been. Let's uh, let's go. Let's skip round two to next okay. week. All right, and go into the school topic. All right. Uh, all right. So we will have the uh, starch badness finishing up next week on the show. I like that idea. Yeah, the, the sweet sixteeners. Um, I forget how the nuts still thirty two. This is yeah. We're at. Um, 32. Yep. So we'll, we'll start knocking them out next week. Uh, all right. So you, you wanted to talk about the North Carolina back to school plan mojo. Can you bring us up to speed? Where are we at with COVID and what's the game plan? Well, I think, I, I think you brought it up. <laughs> so I think you did. No, I said, what are some Maybe. topics? And you clearly said it in the email. Yep. Do I have Man, that must have been someone else texting under my my alias. So, <laughs> so I, I, I'm sure everyone who's listening across the 50 uh, states here and our territories, um, your governors are will be announcing the current uh, 2020 slash 2021 school year uh, rephase plan in your areas. Um, most governors are announcing their plans, and then um, each 
their districts are announcing their plans according to the governor's plan. So the state of North Carolina, we just announced that we're going to a uh, a plan B uh, out of three plans, A, B, and C. Which is moderate um, social distancing. Moderate social distancing, but also some virtual learning also. Am I correct? Or has this changed well, since so, the last time I looked? So. Um, yeah. Brian, you being your husband. Of yeah, school, I have a little bit of insight here on. Come on. Just the, the what, what was asked of the districts anyway. So they were asked to come up with three plans. A being business as usual. B being a social distance type plan, something that, I don't know, that incorporates distance learning and remote, everything together. And then C, which would have been completely virtual. And each district had to come up with their own version of that. Like the state just said, we're going to, we're either going to, the state itself is going to stick with whatever the B is for your district, the, the combined plan. Um, so to speak. So just to be clear, every district came up with A, B, or C. Yes, based on their ability. So, for example, in Charlotte, okay. which is the one I'm involved with, or the closestly, you know, that's the one that I care about. Sure. Um, I we, me and my wife watched the school board meeting a few weeks ago, and their idea for B, and this may be different other places, was to have a three-week rotation where okay. a third of the kids were in in person for one week and then at home for two weeks. And that it would just, they would be in groups like that. And there's a ton of questions that were asked. Um, so if, if you have one kid, I'm just, if you have one kid in Cabarrus and one kid in Mecklenburg and, and they have two, two different plan B options, they could be completely different. Is that right? Well, yeah, absolutely. They could be wow. some different. They wouldn't be. Because the way like CMS is doing it, if you have a middle school kid and an elementary school kid, they would be technically in the similar group, the same group, like the week they went to show up. Like the way that, because it's done by addresses is the way they were put okay. together. Uh, if you're in different counties, or you have different kids in different places that's not, can you even do that if you're not charter? private school I don't, I don't know i was just i was just asking a, a I question think, yeah i think that just overcomplicates it a little <laughs> but sure but no, every does, district but... had to come up with their own version of that 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 they're that they could do and then what cooper wow. did was set the minimum for the state okay they, they're saying that everyone has to be at least in b but you can choose to be full virtual if you want to if you're up in somewhere where it's less okay something no so here's guideline and if you want to be more strict than that, you can be, but you can't be more lax than that. Copy. Okay. Um, and that, and so it's a rotation, right? Like, so you're not always at school. You're going from a, a classroom to remote to day yeah. off. Again, that was the, the way of Charlotte. This is the one I know about was the right. Charlotte. Right. Was they would have break. Say if you have a third grade classroom. You would have nine kids on week A in the room. Okay. Spread six feet apart. It's it's prison, essentially, at school because of the distancing and you can't touch anybody or talk to anybody or go to the cafeteria. Or, you know, lots of crazy stuff. But then the next week, that group A would be remote. 
And then the next, and the group B would come in with that teacher, get taught, spread out, six feet apart, whatever. That that was the original plan B. But then what happened last night at the board meeting for CMS is they went to what's called they went to B plus. I don't even know why they call it this. They changed it. But they're making everyone's going to go in on a rotation the first two weeks of school to get all their stuff. Then they're going full remote. Oh wasn't a plan that was a slight plan i don't know they called it b plus but really it's just c but it sounds like an be school for two weeks so I'd, yeah it's gonna be a giant cluster but mojo what are your what are your thoughts on on this two two different ways um plan a of my thought is that um, Let's call it A plus, just for fun. Okay, A plus, yeah, <laughs> or maybe A A minus. <laughs> a minus, yeah. Um, we have in, in the current climate of the cancel culture that I'll, I'll let me frame it as that, where uh, we're now getting the 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 hot the hot sizzle words of twenty twenty inequality. Um. In, I'll just leave it inequality. inequality. Inequality is a big one. Just think about the inequality that's going to happen now in school systems. You're going to have kids who may not have access to internet, may not have access to a, a two-parent household where the parent stays home and the parent works. Think, think about the dynamics that go on there. We can, we can, we can run this out to the most logical end here, where both parents work. There's no parent staying at home. They, these kids now have to go to a daycare center that may not have adequate facilities to um, school them. Um, think about the kid who doesn't have, whose parent doesn't give a damn about them and their education. Um, talk about inequality. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm, I know I've been hard on teachers in the past. I respect what they do. I do have some issues with the school system, Department of Education, but this could be, the biggest perpetration of inequality in our school system going back to the sixties with segregation, because, because you're going to have parents like myself, like Brian, small batch isn't old enough to go to school. (laughs) That's why I'm like, I got to pass. (laughs) But we had the ability, I can take my girls to, to, to work with me. Now they'll probably learn how to, to tattoo and 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 cuss language in a arts language. Is what we call that. Yeah, exactly. Learn how to make a shake. But but they have the ability to go with me to where I can monitor them at my shop. All parents don't have that luxury. No. Um, there's going to be parents out there sacrificing economy to stay at home because they have no other choice. Um, I think this. We've talked about lost generations before in, in our, in our, not on the show, but in society. This could be a lost generation here um, because we're now choosing safety, extreme safety, not even moderate safety, over idealism of what safety is. And, and it, there's no sci- the science and data that, that uh, Commandante Cooper talks about. <laughs> Um, well, 
the age brackets of school age kids minus minus the older high school kids they fall out of that ter- they fall out of that territory of the stats as far as the ones who get sick so now we're now we're basically saying instead of saying no ch- child left behind no child will get sick and we're now compromising education so if let's just say theoretically we, in 2021 all all everything goes back to normal and we still have the st- the same current school standards. You have the upcoming grade going into the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two school year. They're going to be behind. We, we're now going to we're now going to take a, a kick in the crotch back to these kids that there's no way there's no way to make up at all. Um, the other part of me is this would be the school plan B minus or B plus or however you want to view it is we have a unique opportunity to reshape our education system to where maybe we don't need these big ass buildings that we pay tax dollars, you know, we, our tax dollars go to to upkeep yearly that we spend millions of dollars in county bonds, city bonds to build. Maybe we restructure school where maybe we can have micro schools where um, independent learning facilities that are accredited by the state can maybe offer some type of virtual learning with, with smaller classroom sizes and um, some type of em- employee that can help monitor that. But then we go back to the inequality part of it because you'll have some school systems that are not performing or small microcosm school systems aren't performing. But we have a unique opportunity to reshape education with this. I think, that, you know, from a from a pure pure mathematical point and account, accounting point, um, you could, if we restructure the school system, I think you'd eliminate a lot of the cost to the taxpayers and county and city overhead in the long term if you restructure it at this time. But once again, we don't know. This would be something that's unprecedented in the last 130 years of how we've been currently doing school. So I don't know. My, and I really would love, I wish we had access to a teacher that could provide more insight. Just, you know, that'd be nice. Look to your left. Look to your left, <laughs> producer Brian. But, you know, one one of the questions I have is if there's a rotating schedule, and, and I see where Governor Cooper said that there's going to be childcare available. Um, but that I don't know if that's feasible to have daycare for every student. And if that's the case, then have you really, what's the point of separating it anyway? If they're going to a school, then they're going to a daycare, which we know are Petri dishes of germs and and whatnot. Um, If it's not adequately staffed, um, now you've got an influx of students going to the daycare, which I don't know if they can, you know, keep that nice and clean how are they how are parents going to be able to to afford it or make it happen or pick them up or or what have you like i think it's going to be a giant cluster well 2020 2020 is a dumpster fire absolutely let's just let's just go ahead and you know um add the kerosene on that extra fire i go back to inequality and here's the thing that concerns me the most is I am fortunate and blessed to live in a, de- a, a decent side of the school district where 
Um, we have performing schools, et cetera, et cetera. Think about the inequality. I go back to the family dynamics of families that give a damn, families that don't. Right. Um, and and, I, and the ones that I'm not, there's some families that just don't Is care. that, by the way? I know. <laughs> I know. It's my Charlie the damn shop dog. Charlie, keep it down. But uh, I go back to that. In the in, inequality part is that, yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey, you're fine. Producer Brian, what are your thoughts? I'd I'd like to know kind of your your thoughts on this. Uh, so it's it's an unwinnable situation. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The truth is, you know, and for example, they're offering a virtual, like an online virtual school, also from the okay. districts, a lot of districts, I think. <clears throat> so you can opt into that and just say, I I'm in a position. I can, I'll just handle it. I'm going to administer homeschool essentially Lord, that was for tough. a first grader and That's a so preschooler. Tough. No, I have a four year old also. I'm going to be doing his stuff. Um, no one's providing that curriculum, so that's going to be interesting. But that's so the you thing. opt and out that, of everything, yeah. And you don't, but you don't get like, hey, watch this, watch this lesson online. Well, yeah, we will. No, so, so we're enrolling my daughter in the virtual CMS Academy, so she will. Okay. which I think the signups maybe tomorrow for that. So she'll we'll get the lesson plans, and she'll have a teacher. Okay, okay. But I'll have to just manage that. Which is fine. Okay. That's, where, that's where we were in the spring. And that wasn't right, terrible for sure. us. Again, we're in a very blessed to be in a situation where we are. But if sure. you're, you know, an essential worker, you know, specifically, you look at like the Hispanic community who has like a 30% infection rate with this disease because of this, the, their living style, their family units oh, yeah. a lot of times, you know. Yeah. They, a lot of our essential workers are doing all the stuff that me and you don't want to do. Right. <laughs> right. And sure. The, the, where their families end up, like their kids, how do they make that work? Um, you know, and in the spring, they were, like Charlotte specifically was, and had made arrangements with like the internet providers, and you could get free internet for a month or two to finish school, and the schools were giving you devices. So there were some things to make sure everyone had accessibility at least the accessibility to the things they could do, whether it's happening yeah. or not. Was another, yeah. That's on the parents, where the parents care, where the parents have time to care. Yeah. You know, because the schools are picking up, we're, we're missing some things with protecting kids with this also. Yeah. The social situation. Um, Absolutely. Because schools make sure that kids get fed. Schools make sure that home life, you have a protection of some kind, you know, if something's happening or, bruises what you know right. it's a line into social services from there yeah. um, so they do a lot of things to kind of help and that's where i think a lot of the money ends up going into is uh, like social services yeah but and i don't know what kind of that's going to look like in these places how do you protect the kids from home you know make sure they're fed well it's not that's not the school system School system's responsibility to make sure the kids are fed. Well, that's what they do, though. Like, but it's, but I'm saying it's not their responsibility. No. You know, what I'm saying I'm not trying to be yeah. a hard ass, but it's not. And that's where I get back to the inequality of education because the same people, the same parent, parent, parents, guardians, 
that will not keep a kid accountable in school are the, probably the same ones that may not feed their yeah. kids. Sure. You know, and I mean, the school system over the summertime has turned in from a school system into the largest provider of meals for underprivileged kids. I mean, I, I, I see the, bu- the bus passes my shop every morning for our neighborhood because of where the neighborhood I'm at. And that's not, that's not the government's role to make sure that kids have three squares a day, five days a week, six days a week. That's not the school system's job to do that. But we've taken that upon ourselves to do that because of, you know, some government statistics. Yeah. Polar where we came up with. And the argument to that is where else is there that, that place where all those children are that are hungry? That's the one place that they're all there at the same time. So we can feed them at that point. No, but I, I no the school I get I, like in school session. I totally agree with that, but providing three squares a day for kids during the summer is not the school's opportunity. Right. Or schools. It should schools. be. So it's only two, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I get two. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, Instead of 21 sure. meals, they're only providing yeah. 14 meals. That's a week, 10, I but yeah, I think yeah. it's like. It should be the government. If you're going to say the government should be providing the, the uh, food, uh, EBT cards, WIC cards for those parents so that they can go out and purchase the food to, to get to. I'm a, I'm a hard, I'm a hard liner. I understand, I but, no. but that would be the yeah. worst. That's it, it. It would be in the parents' hands, not the school's hands. Worst case scenario. Well, first, if if, uh, if I was worded out of my own mouth, it would be it's not the government's responsibility to provide food for kids. It'd be the parents' responsibility to provide food for kids. Now, there is some extenuating circumstances there: disability, people lost work, et cetera, et cetera. But on on a uh, repeat offenders on an annual, monthly basis, that those I would not put those in that same category. But Towards the tail, I mean, what, when did we lock down? March? I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't remember when March we April, locked down. Like March, yeah. I mean, school systems turned into a food system. They didn't turn into a school system or education. They they turned into a food system. I mean, where, I mean, how I many people put, I, I've seen people post on social media like, oh, look what the school just dropped off today. And it'd be like 27 apple juices, uh, you know. You, desserts and yeah, things like that. You saw so, more so. emphasis of the the kids getting the food from the schools than the education that's coming from the schools. I get that. Absolutely. Point. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, at that time, you know, at the end of the last school year, it was like whatever your kid's grade was the last day on the lockdown is the kid's grade. Yeah. So if they show up, they show up. Yeah. If they don't show up, it's all right. If they need comfort puppies, we got that also. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree at that point. I just, it's going to be cluster. It really is. I don't know how these teachers and the students and parents are going to be ha- able to handle it. I, I know we don't have Hot Pocket anymore, but man, it was tough, you know, and, and we had two parents working from home and that was still difficult. Um, so uh, I just, I I feel sad for, for these kids. I really do. No, I th- and that's the one, you know, um, I know my criticism may come across heavy against kids, but it's not because it's 
kids kids are the victims in all this. I mean, the, the under eighteen, yeah. you know, the ones that still have to go to school, are the victims in all this because they have no they have no they have no decision in this or no say in this decision making by these individual cities and states. Um, they're just they have to kind of go with it. But um, the adults here, um, is like I said. When we make decisions, when I shouldn't say we, when these school districts, the you know, um, Pear Cooper makes decisions across across the state, he's using such a broad brush that it, it the family dynamics out there now. I mean, think about the elderly grandparents that just got their their grandkids because the both parents are either on drugs or just lost the parent. Think about those, you know, the grandparents in their 70s that now all of a sudden charge the kids education. Those kids will probably suffer educationally. The same argument, the same argument would be if those, those kids went back to school and got COVID and gave it to grandma when they went home. Well, once again, right now, uh, under, you know, what um, Star Trooper Cooper keeps saying that uh, statistically, the kid that that age range kids are not getting sick, so therefore, according to virologists, well, I mean, those I, kids I, haven't I, been anywhere, I, like they haven't been around each other, so they're not getting sick because they no, haven't. No, been they in haven't, school, right? Like they, we haven't seen these mass gatherings of children, so they haven't had a chance to see yeah. what. Well, what the cor- kids are doing. according to the uh, according to the news, everyone's been in Myrtle Beach, <laughs> so um, you know you expect kids to be, but kids kids have been around their parents. Parents have been out working. They're, the parents have been out vacationing yeah. at the dirt. We haven't Myrtle. seen the kid to kid um, transmission yet. What that looks like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we, but we have seen it. We because we do have state stats, not just in this country, but we do have stats across the globe. And those stats from WHO and independent organizations and other, you know, uh, National Academy of Health in, uh, in England, they're all stating that the the, the transmission or not the transmission, but the 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 rates among kids are fairly low. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but right now the stats say it's not. But, but once again, I mean, we're not only are we shutting down the economy, we're now shutting down education. And that's yeah. my concern is that we got, we're, agree with that. we're now fighting. We're fighting, we're fighting on two fronts now because, um, it like with the economy, there's repercussions. We, we may not feel for three years. You're going to see housing, auto loans, commercial, mortgage. You're going to see things happen in three years. And we're like, well, what? Can't believe that happened. Well, I mean, remember 2020? Yeah. We're also going to see that with education, too, where you're going to have um, seniors that are graduating this year. They will be ill-equipped to go to college. And you'll see defaults on college loans. You'll see a lack of certain sectors in the market because that whole generation of uh, 2020 one seniors weren't able to um, stay in class. I mean, you're going to see repercussions that can be felt from three to five years down the road. Let's hope that um, that our, that generation bucks up and puts in the time. Probably not uh, betting on that, but uh, we can. well, they're too busy. They're too busy. They're too busy posting on TikTok right now. 
Uh, I, I do have to move this move this forward. Yeah, they, they were lost uh, before this ever happened. That's right. right. That is true. That is true. Um, all right. So unsolved mysteries. We're going to go to that and wrap up the show. Um, do you, you guys remember the old school unsolved mysteries? Listen, that music creeps me out. So Still much. today. Like when I was a kid. Oh God. I, yeah. My parents watched it. It freaked me out. That show freaked me out. I'm just saying. Like the aliens, uh, the was, alien stuff, like completely mess with my head. All the time. Did it? Yes. I was telling Jessica when I, I watched it as a kid, and I remember one episode where uh, Robert, what's the stack? Is that who it was? Yes. Said, now this should be easy to, to find. It was a kid that got kidnapped. It should be easy to find. It was a white van that had no windows in the back. It should be easy to find. And to this day, I'll see a car go by and be like, that van doesn't have windows in the back. Maybe that's the car. Like, I still remember that to this What's day. What's that phone number? Right. <laughs> Unsolved.com. Um, it's still not, it's not the same show without his voice. It, it, you're right. It is not. It. And, the, and the fog and the trench coat is not the same show. Absolutely. Um, but this is a reboot. Um, there's, I think, eight episodes, maybe nine, somewhere around that ballpark. Uh, and so each week we will bring you Unsolved Mysteries and we'll talk about the show, and then um, give you our thoughts and, 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 and theories on it. So the first one is called uh, Mystery on the Rooftop. And uh, Mojo, did you watch? I know Brian did his homework. I, I've seen, I think I've seen three episodes. You have, okay. you have to refresh right. my memory. So this is just the first one. So this one is the story of Allison and Ray Riviera. Rivera. They were married in Puerto Rico. They moved to Southern Cal so Ray could pursue directing and screenwriting. That didn't go so well. So in 2004, they moved to Baltimore to work with his high school friend, Porter Stainsbury, uh, to write financial newsletters. Uh, In 2006, his wife had a business trip. She left Ray with her colleague that was staying at home with them at the time. Uh, That evening, she called Ray, and he didn't answer his phone. She called her colleague, and she said that he took a call around 6.30, said the word O dramatically, and immediately left his house. Uh, The colleague called uh, Allison, his wife, the next day, stating that he'd never returned home that night. So right now, immediately I think, uh uh-oh, there's a colleague staying at home, wife's on a business trip, Ray Ray went out. I'm like, eh, maybe Ray Ray had something on the side. That's my thoughts. Do you guys have any thoughts so far? <laughs> nope. Keep going. I'm good. Uh, keep going. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so the wife immediately leaves the business trip, uh, comes home and starts a search. The family and friends show up. The colleague goes home. I'm still wondering what's going on with this colleague. There's not a whole lot mentioned on the show about the colleague, but anyway, she goes home. Ray is nowhere to be found. Several days later, they found his car in a parking lot close to the Belvedere Hotel, uh, which is also close to his work, Stanberry and Associates. Um, They start searching and canvassing the area, and they can't find anything except uh, three guys decide to go up at the parking deck see if they can look around up there and see what they can find. There is a hole found in the roof of the conference center of the Belvedere Hotel. And flip-flops 
were found next to the hole. Dum, dum, dum. The only way that you could see that hole is on the uh, roof of the parking deck. Uh, initially, you think, okay, he may have jumped from the higher part of the Belvedere Hotel, which is a giant, giant hotel. It's massively high. Um, but if he would have done that, to get to where that hole is, it's 45 feet from the end of the rooftop to where the hole is. So that's 45 feet. He could have jumped from the top of the parking deck. It was a 20-foot jump to, from the parking deck roof to the hole, but it was only 20 feet down, so he wouldn't have died. Um, his body was found eight days later, massive decomp. There were no gunshot wounds, stab wounds, severe body damages consistent with a fall. Here's where it gets a little crazy. Well, even more crazy. His cell phone and his eyeglasses were not damaged in the fall. Uh, and the only thing that was missing was his money clip. Um, they say that there's no way that he could have uh, gotten to the roof of the Belvedere Hotel. There's uh, locked doors and winding passageways. However, the camera on the rooftop was disconnected. The autopsy said that it was inconclusive. Uh, however, the way that his shins were broken, that looked inconsistent with a fall. The medical examiner called it undetermined. Uh, the, then the story took a weird uh, right turn. There was a note found taped to the back of his computer. It had a list of different names, famous quotes, movies, and then there was a bunch of weird, incoherent sentences. I don't know what's up with his note. It, it, it struck me as odd. Um, and then last uh, of it, uh, Porter Stansberry, again, his best friend, as soon as the cops started questioning him, lawyered up, wouldn't talk to police. He gave a $1,000 reward and, my, and made everybody in his office sign a non-disclosure agreement. The last part of the show, they talks about three nights before the incident, a house alarm goes off at 1 a.m. The alarm company said it was squirrels. Um, Allison said Ray was scared to death and uh, was bugging out with a baseball bat. The very next night, it also happened at 1 a.m., then the next night, he disappeared. That's the summary. That's 52 minutes summed up in about uh, three minutes. So, Producer Brian, Mojo, what are your thoughts of the first episode of Unsolved Mysteries? Well, uh, the, the first thing you see when you turn this episode on is the guy's picture. Like, it's like the first shot. It's him like, in a picture. And I went, oh, he's dead. <laughs> As soon as I saw the picture, uh, oh yeah, he's dead. That guy's dead. <laughs> he's dead. That's what this is about. Is that guy? He's dead. Yeah. Um, and then when they never had the voice of the Porter guy, like, uh-huh. like people that don't comment on this stuff, it's really guilty. Uh, my first thought was Carol Baskin did it. Oh, uh, that's God, you took my thing. That's a good one. God. That was the first thing I thought of. And then <laughs> when it got really weird about how he got in the hole from. Like, you can't jump that. He was a polo yeah. player, water polo, which was pretty fit. That's true. But can you do, like, a 45-foot long jump off the top of a building? And, like, I don't know. That seems kind of crazy. So my second thought was aliens, because this is Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. I think that's about episode seven, but okay. 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 Well, I haven't got that far. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know, but he was writing like financial documents, like yeah, like tip stock tip stuff, and he was apparently looking into masons, right? So, Freemasons, Freemasons, that was one of the weird money. On this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really it's just weird the the way his body was found, and the, uh, there's some. I'm sticking with aliens. That's what that's the best. Thing. Okay, it had to be aliens. Aliens. Uh, Mojo thoughts. That bring back memories um, that help. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Porter Stansberry, the the boss friend of the guy here, is you hear him on a lot of advertising his letter newsletter, the Stansberry newsletter or whatever on talk radio. Oh, really? Podcast, yeah. It's it's not mainstream stuff. It's just you know whatever. I, and it's a subscription based newsletter. They send you out for stock tips and economy tips and currency trading. I don't know. It just seems like kind of a d bag, uh, you know. On the um, I've, I've heard when I've heard him interviewed, but that 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 doesn't make him guilty or whatever. But it doesn't look good in his in his eyes or in the viewer's eyes. It doesn't look good when he's you know lawyering up, making sure everyone has gag orders on them. It works for him. But yeah, just the inconsistencies. But you know, I guess if you took you know uh, Commandante uh, Cooper's logic, I guess the guy would have committed suicide. <laughs> None of the other facts matters. Uh, science science data, right? data, that yeah. Um. Yeah, there were so many. There were the odd things of his cell phone wasn't broke. The eyeglasses, the glasses. It's like, how like do you fall? The flip flops right? too. The flip flops. Well, there were flip flops. They were like, but scuffed. one of them was tore up. One of them was scuffed. Yeah, that was weird. Front front scuff, but the, you know the or the it wasn't consistent with like how does I guess that what they did when they they had someone who familiar with you know trajectory and angling i failed geometry so sure and physics so um but someone that could actually say all right you'd have to be a human would have to be this x amount of speed to to get to this angle to 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 end up 45 well, but the caveat is he had flip-flops on and the flip-flops were not consistent with a person you know running in stride and things like that so a lot of unanswered questions and i'm sure his Wife, ex-wife, still has a lot of questions today. Yeah. I mean, um, and then yeah, not the normal suicide letter. You know, the letter you letter you leave. I mean, it's a lot of, um, like I said, the Freemasonry and the Illuminati. I mean, he could have been the Jeffrey Epstein of his time. I mean, who knows? Could have. Um, as producer Brian will say, a lot of gobbledygook. It just none of it was coherent sentences. It was just weird uh weird statements um what about the the alarm going off two nights in a row at one o'clock in the morning they um security company came out said it was squirrels Mm. but two nights in a row the alarm going off that part was weird to me too are are squirrels that nocturnal that's the other part is i've never seen squirrels running around at night I mean, I've seen squirrels running around, but never at that time at night. Right. I mean, they're not then they're not that active. I mean, was it a 
like a guinzanera for squirrels or something that night? I mean, what was it? Was it Taco Tuesday? I mean. Oh, I thought that was weird. Um, uh, my official stance will be anybody named Porter, um, obviously is guilty of any crime. Uh, if you decided, and that's really not, that's his middle name. I think his first name is, um, Ryan or something like that. Uh, it, it, he sounds, it, it, to me, it points to him as being extremely guilty. Now, what I don't understand is how did he get down there? Like, how did he have that big of a fall with that much body damage? You can't even throw him off of the thing, and none of the windows of that hotel open up. So how did he get down there anyway? I mean, did anyone check uh, Porter Stansberry's eBay order? Because Amazon wasn't around at that time to see if he had anchovy oil maybe there's some type of viscosity thing with anchovy oil like carol baskin you know he can get some type of where <laughs> his wounds consistent with off, like please. a tiger mauling it? <laughs> <laughs> but and then the shins were broke and in a way that was inconsistent with the with the fall so it's just it's just a weird mystery it's an unsolved mystery but it none of those things made sense but I, I think at the end of the day, Porter had something to do, allegedly had something to do with it. We had to be very clear so we don't get sued. Um, yeah. He allegedly had something to do with it. Yeah, because you know he likes the lawyers. So He does like them lawyers. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought that was interesting. I didn't. I wanted to know your, kind of your all's thoughts of it. Next week we will do um, uh, the uh, Starch Madness, uh, the rest of the bracket. We will have episode two of unsolved mysteries and um that about wraps up our show mojo yeah appreciate you guys tuning in uh this week if you can't go to our facebook page at southernfriedphilosophy.com also our website at southernfriedphilosophy excuse me go to our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com wherever you download your podcast please go there hit uh, southern fried philosophy subscribe give us a like a review um Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, SFP Radio. Also, if you'd like to become an SFP insider, please go to patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. Also, don't forget, if you're not signed up to be a voter, we you have a little bit of time left to sign up to, for voter registration for this upcoming election in the fall. But also, um, most importantly, make sure you sign up to be a donor because uh, you can save someone's life. Absolutely. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up.